You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh all week long. Those balls have gotten you into trouble, though. Oh, you, yeah. They picked us because we're horny. Yeah. Right. And that's your chronic state. 24-7. <laughs> My life has changed so much that it's almost like a completely different life. From the latest news on The Real Housewives. I'm so happy to be here and engage with you. Deep dives into celebrity legal scandals and unfiltered convos with your favorite stars. I've got you covered. And yes, I always keep receipts. Welcome on in, welcome on in, welcome on in, everybody. I hope you're having a wonderful Thursday. Guys, it is snowing in Pasadena. Or, well, technically all over Los Angeles. It is snowing. It is hailing. There's an old man that's probably snoring somewhere. It's raining. It's pouring. The old man is snoring. Jax Taylor snoring. Oh, Elaine from Texas drinking some white wine. I love it, Elaine. I love it. I love it. I love it. We have Jory from Vegas. Greta from Sydney, Australia. Artist from Pace, Florida, drinking some tea. Well, you got the, you're drinking the tea, artist, and I'm going to be spilling the tea. I hope you're ready. We're going to talk about Beverly Hills. How cute do you look with those glasses? Yes, because look at how cute I look without them. Look at that. Look at that. What is what is that? What is happening here, right? We're still waiting for this to heal little by little. It helps if I, like, pull my eyelashes. Zach, you cracked me up with the singing. What's going on? End up. Woo-woo. Hi, Storm Doris. Hi, Katie Flower Girl. Christina from Toronto. What's up, Christina? Hi, Jarrett. Welcome on in, guys. Okay, we have a lot to break down. Beverly Hills is filming again. The Gorgas are getting sued again. It is just, it's not, it's not a cute vibe. It's, there's a lot. We have the Vanderpumps, and they is, they is fighting. They's throwing some fighting words out there. So, shall we dive in? Let's do it. Real Houses of Beverly Hills, all new season, has officially begun filming. And from what I've heard... It's off to like a really slow start. A nice start, but a really slow start. I don't think any of the newbies have officially been introduced or welcomed into the group just yet. Um, so right now it's just the original ladies from last season or whoever is at least left. We have Garcelle, we have Dorit, we have Crystal, we have Sutton, we have Kyle, and we have Erica Jane. It's expensive to be me, eh, 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 eh. That's just who I be. It's expensive to be me. So they all went out, I guess, for lunch. They had like a, a picnic sort of situation that Dorit hosted. Dorit now has her dark hair. I don't like when the blondies go dark. It's just, it's not my vibe. I'm just not feeling it. I'm, it's not giving me life. Um, maybe I was texting my, my hair colorist. I hate calling her my hair colorist because she's like my friend and I like love her and like, well, we've become friends since she's been doing my hair for like the last five years. And I text her the other day. I'm like, so are we ready for our next bleach appointment? And she's just like, do you want to go dark this time? And I'm like, mm, no, I don't. So we're trying to coordinate that right now. Um, but I mean, I'm looking at the photo, right, that they posted from the new season or from filming their first cast dinner. I've heard that they've been filming a bit, but you see Crystal and Dorit, like none of that, nobody really, like everyone looks like it's cute and we're having a good time, but nobody looks like we're having a blast. And like this whole like 
vibe that we have going on is just not like making me excited for the new season. Like it's cute, but it kind of looks a little boring. So I don't know if, you know, I would think there was a whole lot of fun happening. I just heard they're getting along for the most part. So we'll see. You know, it's just this cast doesn't feel very, very strong to me. I don't feel like there's going to be a lot of energy coming. Hopefully some new blood can spice some things up. Like I said, they're getting along for the most part, but bring back the purple hair. Oh my God, Peggy, you remember the purple hair? The purple hair was like a brief, like three week thing that I did when I was going through like my, my quarter life crisis. And I decided, fuck it, we're going to go full purple, the calm before the storm. I mean, maybe... Maybe it's a calm before the storm. Beverly Hills has had some... Yeah, see, we have Kyle, who's sober. Boring. We have Erica, who's cutting back on her drinking. Boring. Um, the only one that really can can throw them back is Sutton. And I feel like this may be Sutton's villain season, you guys. It's been six months, and they've had time uh, to heal. Last year was so dramatic from all the wrong reasons. I mean, it was very dramatic, but I think the fans are ultimately what ruined the show a lot more than any of the cast did. Um, yeah, I think the fans took things way too far and took things way too out of context and were just so brutally, like, mean to these ladies. Like, people forgot that, like, this is a reality show that's meant for entertainment purposes. It's not meant to be, you know, Good Morning America, you know? It's not meant to be Ellen and, you know, I just, I don't know. It's, to me, meh. Meh and bleh. And eh, like stop complaining, enjoy trash TV. I'm really excited for E's new show, House of Villains, because it's like we can finally get all the monsters together, put them in a house and let them be monsters. We don't have high expectations of them. Here's the thing. We're not expecting, you know, Jax Taylor to walk down the street and save an old lady from a, a bus. He might, he might not. But we enjoyed that Jax was drama, right? We're here for the drama. Oh, wait, I forgot I left. Sorry, I left the, the photo up. Um, So... I'm not all that jazzed about this cast. Hopefully they bring it. Hopefully they give us something. But I'm curious. Are you guys excited for this cast? Does it seem even remotely interesting to you? Hi, Aaron D. I mean, the table decor is super cute. It is super cute. It looked like a cute setting and it looked like a cute vibe. I'm hoping they get lit. Like, okay, so here's a perfect example of like a good wholesome scene, right? When they were in, what was it, Provence? And they were wine tasting and then they were imitating each other. I thought that that was a fun scene. It was a wholesome scene it wasn't too you know so i mean i guess we'll have to to wait and see we'll have to wait and see what they bring yes artists guys hit the like button if you're watching this on the youtube okay so should we talk about some vanderpump drama and then we'll get into the gorgas and the lawsuit that's coming up erica is the only good one left yeah crystal's beyond boring yeah Crystal is beyond... I, I, well, actually, I liked Crystal her first season. Crystal was good her first season when she didn't feel bad for telling Sutton, you know, I, I don't like you and I think you're jealous. I think that would be fun. I think that Crystal would be fun to bring her back. Dorit, the OG Dorit. Remember when Dorit was fighting with Erica on the boat when they were in, what was it, Japan? And Erica's like, Dorit, you talk too much. And she's like, Erica, if you're this close to me, or Brynn, if you're this close to me and I can smell your breath, you're too close. And then Erica was like, Dorit, I say important shit. You say too much boring shit. So, like, I want those girls to come back. Bring back Scrappy Dorit. Erica 
Erica stays scrappy. Bring back scrappy Crystal. Sutton stays messy. And listen, I think Sutton could bring good mess. I like Sutton. I've always liked Sutton. I've always just thought, and I've always grilled the fans because they overhyped Sutton. But I've always liked Sutton on the show. Garcelle, I think, is just a little boring. I, sh- I liked her her first season. I didn't love her, but I liked her. And I just feel like with every season, we just don't get more story from Garcelle we don't get like we see her on Bumble and to me that's just not very interesting like I want Garcelle to get like listen Garcelle back in the day did you guys know about the the thing with her husband when her husband had the affair and then she went and she emailed everybody in the staff about her husband having an affair that is the Garcelle I want to see bring that Garcelle out I want messy Garcelle I want scrappy Garcelle I want Garcelle to get in the mix with these ladies and I just feel like she hasn't really given us much of that Sutton is boring. No, I think Sutton, the thing, Garcelle is boring. Yes, Garcelle, I will say, is boring. I don't think Sutton is boring necessarily. I just think, like, Sutton's messy. And so Sutton brings mess. Why are the Gorgas being sued now? Okay, hold on. We'll get to the Gorgas in a second. Let's talk about Vanderpump Rules really quickly. So Tom Sandoval is slamming Lala Ken. There's some beef going on between the Sandoval and the Lala. I'm actually going to be seeing Lala and Sheena this Saturday. So if you guys are in LA, they're doing a pop-up at the Row in downtown. I live in downtown. They're going to be doing a pop-up at the Row in downtown LA and a live podcast taping of Lala's podcast on Friday and Sheena's podcast on Saturday. I can't come on Friday because I have the Leanne Rhymes. Um stage shit on Vanderpump Rules, Lisa and Graham shit. What? Um, I have the Leanne Rhymes event that I'm going to in West Hollywood on Friday night. So, but Saturday night, I'm going to be at the row for the Lala, give them Lala pop-up event. And Sheena's going to be doing a live podcast. I believe it, there's still spots open. So go for it, guys. If you want to come, I'll be there. I'll be there. And I'll be at the Leanne Rhymes thing on Friday. Uh, Friday night at the London Hotel. It's called the Women of the Heart event. Okay, so Tom Sandoval slamming Lala Kent, calling her a bully. So he told Us Weekly that Lala, that this is what Lala does. She goes after people for no reason. He says she went after Raquel. She went after Sheena. She went after Katie. She went after Ariana, which was on my show. Um, And I guess he wasn't happy that on Watch What Happens Live, Lala said that she thinks Ariana should leave Tom. She's like, we got Katie out. We got Sheena out. Let's get let's get Ariana next. Let's save Ariana. So it doesn't seem like Lala's the biggest fan of Tom Sandoval. And Tom Sandoval is clapping back. He's like, nah, this is what she does. She's a bully. And so Lala told Tom, she's like, you know what? I'm coming for you at the reunion. Because he said on Vanderpump Rules, he was like, Oh, Lala likes to rewrite history. She forgets that like she was giving blowjobs for Range Rovers and that's how she landed Randall. And then she was really surprised that Randall was an awful guy at the end of the day. Um, I did like the scene between Lala and Lisa Vanderpump where Lisa was kind of like grilling her. She's like, you really didn't know. Come on, look at how you met him. You really didn't know. I liked that scene. Why are your teeth so white? I mean, I keep them white because they're crooked. So I like to at least make them white. Um... So yeah, that's that's what it is. Guys, hit the like button if you're watching this on the YouTube. Hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe if you're enjoying, if you're listening to this on the podcast. Hi, this is a rebroadcast from Thursday night. We're live and I'm chatting with the people. Do we feel Sheena is doing all of the Raquel hookup with Sean, with Tom as a storyline? I talked about this a little bit on, I think, Monday's episode of the podcast. I think Sheena knows how to keep the pieces moving, right? She knows how to... Um, she knows how to 
push the storylines forward and kind of stir the pot a little bit, right? And I think that that's great. Jacqueline on two T's in the pod just dropped major T. Jacqueline from Jersey or Jacqueline from Potomac? Which Jacqueline? You got to be more specific, guys. You got to be more specific. Um, you don't ignore the signs once you're in the place you've manifested. I mean, yeah. Oh, Lala joined. Lala, we were just talking about you. Where did you get your shades from? Um, Zero UV is where we got them from. But anyway, Lala and, and Sandoval, they be beefing and Lala's like, at the reunion, I'm coming for you. She did an Erica Jane. She's like, you ever call me a liar again? I'm coming for you. Or what? Or what? So... And then Schwartz said that his post with Raquel, it wasn't meant to hurt Haley's feelings. Hey, boo, Lala, I'm going to see you on Saturday. I'm coming. I was just telling everybody they need to come to the, give them Lala pop-up at the row Friday and Saturday. I will be there on Saturday. Um, bring in some peeps to come support you at the give them Lala thing. So guys, go RSVP for that at the row, downtown LA, Friday and Saturday. Give them Lala pop-up. Let's get it. I'll see you there. Um, Schwartz was saying that his post with Raquel wasn't meant to hurt Katie. But I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, cute. You want to defend Raquel. But, like, let's be honest. Raquel maybe didn't want to hurt Katie. But Raquel wanted to pour a little gas on the fire. She meant to to drive a little audience engagement. And maybe she didn't want to hurt Katie. But she definitely wanted to troll Katie. Raquel's calculated. Raquel's thirsty. Raquel likes to make these waves because she likes to do the things. Those is my feelings. It's funny because I didn't like Raquel at the beginning and then I was starting to come around to Raquel and I just, there's, I just, I can't get hooked by her. I can't get hooked by her. Lala, you knew Randall was into dark stuff, like little kids. Okay, first of all, gross, number one. And number two, like why, like what do you gain from dragging her when she's literally going through this awful breakup and child custody battle? That to me is just like so... Uninterest. Like, why do people have to, like, have so much ugliness in their heart that it brings them joy to, like, tear down other people when their life is in shambles? Asked Lala if she was nervous on that double date. Well, I think Lala's already left alive at this point. I'll come on, come on Saturday, guys. Come see me and we'll, we'll grill her. Okay. Let's talk about Joyzy because I know everyone wants to know what's going on. Who's getting sued? Why are they getting sued? What's going on? Um, okay. So Joe Gorga is getting sued for 110 thousand dollars apparently the contractors that were hired to build their new home they're claiming that they didn't get paid and that the cost has now accumulated to what they claim to be a hundred and ten thousand dollars they claim that they worked on the home from september 2021 to january 2022 and since then they've been trying to contact joe to get them to pay up on his past due balance and so they fi- they originally filed their complaint last november and i believe their complaint they were only suing for thirty thousand dollars for the work that they did right now they've amended the complaint and they're now asking for $110,000, which they claim is for the materials used to build the house. And I'm like, yikes, that's that's a little steep. I mean, anything can be alleged in a lawsuit. Let's first throw that out there. Anything can be alleged in a lawsuit. And as we've learned with housewives many times, they do, it doesn't always mean that the lawsuit is 100% factual. A lot of times people aim higher because they know they're going to fall lower. So... To me, that's a bit of a steep jump if you went from 30000 to 110000 and you're claiming that that's for materials. The materials cost more than the work. 
I mean, sure. Like, I don't know. Like, I have questions. Like, were those materials the ones that were used to build the house? Were they materials that were purchased and left over and we're just trying to tackle those onto the lawsuit as well? Maybe a combination of both. We don't really know. But a lot of people are like, oh, my God, this immediately means that Joe doesn't pay his people. And I know, listen, I'm sure there are rumors and I've heard rumors that, you know, that that's a thing. But sounds fishy. Which part? Him not paying or the lawsuit? I always take lawsuits with a grain of salt because lawsuits are always, at the end of the day, what is it? They're cash grabs. You know, I've seen enough and I've been involved in enough to know that a lot of the times when people are suing, they're suing because they just want a cash day. They just want a payout. They want you to make it rain. So the son is claiming that Melissa's at risk of losing her job on Real Housewives in New Jersey. And like, I don't know if that's true or not. Um, but I also don't know like how the show moves forward with both Teresa and Melissa at this point. Um, but I was thinking about, I was like, okay, well, which one would go? And most people are like, oh, well, Melissa's obviously going to be the one to go naturally because the show is Teresa. It's the Teresa show. But like what's left for Teresa? At this point, her story has kind of been wrapped up in a nice tight little bow because they've, sailed, they've sent her to sail off into the sunset now that she's found love and she's living life. If there's a scandal with Louie, then I think everyone would be engaged and be like, oh, my God, we're going to watch that unfold. I don't think there's a scandal with Louie. I think at this point they're just going to keep it cute, keep it pretty, and then we're just going to see Teresa in her love bubble like I think it's a nice way to tie up her storyline and let her sail off into the sunset but then are people going to watch if it's just Melissa without Teresa like I think Melissa and Teresa need each other on the show because that's kind of you know they're like Batman and Rob or not Batman and Robin they're Batman and the Joker right they kind of need each other to work off of each other um neither Melissa or Teresa will get axed. I hope not. But also, I just don't know how they move forward. Like, what is the show going to be? I don't know if I want to continue to see it get so nasty and ugly and dark considering their families, you know? Like, this is family drama that after a while, it's just like, how do you stomach it? How do you continue to stomach it? You know, we've seen it get so dark and we've seen, that's the dark stuff. Like, Lisa Rinna and Kathy Hilton and all of that stuff, to me, that's not that dark um, because it's superficial drama. But when it's family stuff and it's like deep rooted and like you see their real raw pain from siblings, like that to me is a lot harder. I don't know. Jen and Marge fight can keep it going. Yeah, I think Jennifer can keep the show going. I think Margaret can keep the show going. Um, I mean, if they're going for a youthful, younger, like, reboot vibe, I get that. And, like, that's cool. And maybe that, you know, can really work. But at least for now, I'm kind of like, I don't know. Like, would do you guys have a preference? Would you rather keep Teresa or would you rather keep Melissa? Joe can talk on a podcast about his sister, but he can't talk to her. That's an opportunist. I don't know if that's a very good example, though, because I feel like he has a bigger platform on the show and he probably makes more money by talking to her on the show because then they keep him around. Um, so I think there's a greater incentive for him to, to talk to her on the show than there is for him to do the podcast. I think the podcast is just something that's happening now. Teresa Melissa's boring by Teresa. Uh, we watched Jersey for the family drama. I agree. Like, I mean, it is the family drama and it is the Teresa show. I'd rather keep Melissa because Joe is attached to her. Yeah, at least you get the two of them. And at least it can take Jersey into like the next shelf. Like, or wouldn't it be crazy if Bravo just cut them both? Or like, we're not bringing back Teresa or Melissa. Or they demote them both. I don't know. We watch Beverly Hills for the party for Pantygate. Oh, okay. He's not talking on the show. He's talking about her. He's just not 
Well, in one episode, you guys, my God, you're making it so dry. Oh, he doesn't want to talk to her on the show. He's It's literally one episode where he, and next week he takes the phone call and he's like, I don't know if I'm ready to make up with you. You guys are so dramatic sometimes. Um, Teresa wants her son on the show with Louis. Teresa's son? I think it's Louis's son. Teresa's stepson, right? Melissa be overshadowed by the drama. Sweet that, that that would be great. Joe is the housewife. I mean, Joe is very much like the the next housewife. Josephine Gorga. Oh, my God. Did you not notice that in the latest episode, they started to introduce the sister-brother drama with Danielle? They're planting that seed for us. They are plant Like, listen, they know that at some point they're going to have to evolve the show in some way. Danielle and... Rachel, I think are good additions. I know a lot of people haven't liked them. I like them so far. And until I don't like them, I'm going to continue to like them. So, yeah. By the way, I know we haven't, we didn't do book club this week. We will be bringing book club club back. I'm thinking maybe we do the Tory Spelling book for next week and the week after. Because then the following week, come March, what, March 14th, we have Paris Hilton's book coming out. And I'm excited for the Paris Hilton book because her first book, what was it, Confessions of an Heiress? It wasn't a memoir. It was like a, a fictional book. This is her memoir, and it's called Paris the Memoir. So you know it's a memoir by Paris. And she released a clip on her podcast where she was talking about her her new son with, with Carter, um, and she revealed the baby's name. And so her son is named Phoenix because she says that it goes with Paris, and it goes with London, and she loves the city of Phoenix, and she also loves that the Phoenix is the bird that always rises from the ashes, and so she wants to instill that. So his name is Phoenix Baron Hilton Ream. I'm excited for the book. I can't wait to read the book. I'm hoping there's some juicy stuff in there. I hope she, you know... I don't want to say drags her mom. I'm still waiting for Kim Richards' book. I still have faith that at some point Kim Richards will have her book come out. You're such a low-life piece of shit with shady hair. Get a job. McDonald's is hiring. Oh, hi, Lori. Welcome on in, girl. Welcome on in. Everybody, let's send Lori some cunty love because she wants to be a cunt today. Jacqueline Larita on Teddy and Tamara's podcast. I love how I shared my clip of Jacqueline Larita on my podcast. And then all of a sudden, everybody wants to go and book Jacqueline on their podcast. Um, I adore Jacqueline. And I can't wait till she moves out here into the OC. I've known her for many, many years. Um... But yeah, I haven't listened to the two teas in a pod. I also haven't listened or not the latest episode. I'm not trying to shade two teas in a pod. I like Teddy um, and Tamara. Um, and I haven't listened. She was also just on Carlos King's podcast. Listen, Jacqueline has tea. Jacqueline always has the tea and Jacqueline's always going to bring the tea. So I'm all about the tea with the Jacqueline Larita. 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 No, that sounds like titties. Okay, never mind. Phoenix is a beautiful name. I agree. I think it's a cute name for the baby. South Park World Paravaxi Tour was hilarious. I don't know what that is, Pam. I have no clue what that is. And I don't know how. What? Why are we talking about South Park? Wow, you go, Zach. I go with what? Where am I going? I would love to read Kim Richards' book. We need Kim Richards' book. We need to have a, a change.org petition. Everybody starts a fucking stupid change.org petition. Let's make a good change.org petition. Did you see the South Park episode about Megan and Harry? I did not see the South Park episode about Megan and Harry. Megan's going to cry about that later. She's going to call them racist. Any thoughts on any Real Housewives of New Jersey OGs coming back? I would like to see Caroline Manzo come back. I would love to see Jacqueline come back. I don't think Jacqueline would come back because now she's moving to the OC. Um, 
I don't know. I mean, I have mixed feelings about Caroline based off of all the things that we're hearing about Real Housewives, Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. I did do an episode. I think it was on Monday's episode. I did dive deeper into the full story and kind of like now looking at it from both sides. I feel a little differently about it, but the Megan and Harry spoof on South Park and their privacy tour. Oh my God, I love that. Somebody needs to send me that link. Caroline is boring. I mean, she can be good though. She has the potential to bring some hate. She has the potential to, you know, make it a little spicy. Yes, I would love that take on, I love, yes, love that take on Caroline. Yeah, I get it. I understand, now I understand where Caroline is coming from with everything. And I also understand where Brandy's coming from with everything. And I think it's not as cut and dry or black as white as people were thinking. David Yontif says that he heard from a reliable source that Caroline is going legal with the situation, allegedly. Anytime anybody does shit like that, I'm like, allegedly, that's stupid. How is she going to go about it? Le- like, let's just put her, th- let's put her thinking cap on everybody. Let's put on our thinking cap. How is she going to do that? This literally happened in Morocco. I don't, under- I mean, unless she goes after the network, because technically they were contracted here in the States. So unless she goes after the network for some sort of safety issue, but also I don't, again, my understanding based off of, you know, the version of things that we chatted about on Monday is now it's not so much Caroline that want, that is upset with Brandy. It was more of Caroline, you know, I guess, I don't know. Go listen to that episode because I don't want to misspeak here. And then people are like, oh, Carson Man's going to talk about sexual assault. And what do you know? No, men. Um, so, yeah, I don't think she can take legal action against Brandy because this happened in another country that I don't think there's any jurisdiction or legal standing here in, in the U.S. Do we think Brandy is gone for good? I don't know. She's definitely gone for now. Like, they've put her on full pause. She wasn't at the Traders reunion. Reza wasn't at the Traders reunion. I was looking forward to the Traders reunion because clearly Brandy and Kate were the breakout stars and, like, everyone loved them as a duo. I'm glad Kate's there, but, like, Kate's not going to have Reza or Brandy. Then I'm like, mm. like, are we really going to care about the Traders reunion at this point? I would want Brandy. It could be an HR issue. Yeah, Pam. And so that's what I'm saying. In terms of Caroline taking legal action, I would think that the only legal action she would be able to take is against the network, which is against Peacock. Remember, this is not with Bravo. This is a Peacock show, which is a separate network. Peacock is its own thing. Peacock and Bravo are not the same thing. Peacock is literally its own network. So when everyone keeps talking about Bravo... That's not it. Has Brandy apologized? Brandy apologized immediately. She apologized to Caroline the next morning when she found out that Caroline was uncomfortable. Brandy immediately apologized. Why wasn't Reza at the Traders reunion? Because his father just passed away. His father literally just passed away, which is unfortunate, but got to go. Thanks for the live. Thanks, Libby. Manzo is too much. She should have just stayed away from Brandy altogether. From what I heard, they were they were having fun. Like they were messing around and they were having fun. And then I guess Brandy took it a step too far. And so Caroline said that Brandy taking it a step too far, even though Caroline, from what I've heard, was allegedly engaging with Brandy. She, but here's the thing. Everyone's saying Caroline has always been dramatic. Caroline's being dramatic. I actually understand it. Okay, so here's the brief synopsis of what I actually heard. Yes, they were being silly. Yes, Brandy was loosening her up. Yes, I guess there was a kiss and they were kind of just being, you know, loosey-goosey, right? And then I guess Brandy did take it a little too far, which made Caroline feel uncomfortable because it triggered past experiences 
This is all alleged. This is just what I've heard, you know, from different sources. But it, I guess it allegedly triggered past experiences that Caroline had struggled with before where maybe there was no consent and, you know, things things were out of her control. And so I think that experience with Brandy triggered her and it caused her to speak out against it and it caused her to be like, that was a really uncomfortable situation for me. And that's when the network's like, oh, okay, this sounds like an HR issue and we do have to investigate it. And I, un- from my understanding, Brandy was like, but I didn't do anything. I didn't try to assault her. And it wasn't that... I don't, I don't think Caroline felt like Brandy was trying to assault her. I'm not trying to speak for Caroline. I'm just trying to give you my analysis of what I've heard. Again, all alleged. But my understanding is it's not that Caroline felt like Brandy was trying to assault her. I think it was just a lot more complicated in the sense that it triggered a past experience. And it wasn't so much that she was upset with Brandy. It was she had these feelings that made her upset that came up as a result of those past experiences. If that makes sense. That's kind of it in a nutshell. I broke it down deeper prior. And this is where I was like, okay, now I kind of get it. And that that also kind of makes sense why Caroline is then also, you know, why would make sense why Caroline or Caroline's camp is also trying to, you know, possibly push the story a little harder that way more details come out and it doesn't look like Caroline's just being dramatic because um, somebody's trying to push the story did you hear that Bethany is saying her opinion is Caroline did where husband's ultimate girls trick to make some money for lost funds for the brownstone during 2020 I mean that's an interesting take um I mean, she needed money, clearly, if the brownstone wasn't doing well. All businesses, and especially the restaurant businesses, were taking a hit. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure she agreed to do Ultimate Girls Trip, and that's why she didn't do Jersey. Remember, she said that they offered to give her Jersey, but she they weren't offering her enough money. And from what I've heard, Peacock pays them really well for Ultimate Girls Trip. So, it sounds like that was, you know, a worthy investment for her. She made a little extra money. I'm sure the Brownstone struggled. Again, all businesses struggled in 2020, so that's not really shocking. Caroline was apparently triggered from past trauma. Exactly, Caroline. That's that's essentially what it seemed like. And it wasn't that Caroline was trying to pursue legal action against Brandy and she wasn't trying to pursue a, an internal investigation against Brandy. She brought it up and it seemed like production was like, oh, okay, this sounds a little heavy and this sounds a little serious. But from what I understand too, Caroline wanted to talk about it on camera. She wanted to discuss it further with the other women and kind of talk about her experience. And she's like, this is the point of the show. This is the point of the trip. I just hope that both Caroline and Brandy are okay. This is a difficult situation and we don't have all the facts. I agree, Mary. Um, and again, from what I heard, Brandy immediately, immediately tried to apologize and was like, whoa, 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 whoa. That wasn't my intention. That's not what I was trying to do. And it, from also from what I've heard, they the production team tried to keep them separate while things were under investigation. So they didn't want contact between the two of them. So I can get why maybe there would be some miscommunication and why Brandy would immediately jump on the defensive because she's like, whoa, what is Caroline saying? Is Caroline trying to say I assaulted her? So those is my thoughts. Those is my thoughts. I yeah, we'll see what happens with them moving forward. Um, if this is true and this is the correct version of events, then I do think there is a possibility for Brandy to have a future. Um, and we'll see. We will see. Um, I think this will give Brandy a chance to maybe take a little pause and come back later. And then once we have all the details, maybe people will be ready for Brandy. Are you happy about Rena being paused? Um, sure. 
I think she needed a healthy break going through the grieving process and staying in the show and dealing with the level of toxicity that the fans bring. It's so funny that the fans are like, Rin is so toxic and the show's so toxic and the storyline's so toxic and the fans are the most toxic part. Like, some of you guys are awful. Like, go to a therapist. My God, get some some of that prior trauma in you worked out because y'all are awful. Zach, why don't you cover Real Housewives of Miami? It is good this season. Actually, Pam Norris, I do cover Real Housewives of Miami for the Ringer Reality TV podcast. I have a weekly recap that comes out every Thursday on the Ringer Reality TV podcast where we dive into Real Housewives of Miami for one whole hour. A whole hour just dedicated to Real Housewives of Miami. I break it down with my girl, Chelsea Stark-Jones. You can listen to it on the Ringer Reality TV podcast. Um, I cannot just, I can't do a full breakdown or recap here because that would be called a conflict of interest and contract stuff. So because I cover topics, whatever I cover for the Ringer and Spotify, I'm technically not really allowed to cover it for no filter, um, but they let me talk about anything else. But if there's a specific topic that I'm covering, like the traders and like the Kardashians, so I cover them exclusively for Spotify and the Ringer. Um, but I do often tell people about the recaps that I do every Thursday. You know, picks from yesterday look boring. Oh, for Beverly Hills, they did look boring. I'm not gonna lie, they look boring. What do you think Rena will do next? I don't know. You need to promote it more. I promote it all the time. People just need to listen to me more. Yes, promote yourself too. Oh, uh, what do you think Rena will do next? I don't know. She'll probably go back into acting. Probably. Uh, am I alone in not trusting Louis? So many people don't trust him. Okay, here's an interesting thing. And I told this story on Jacques' podcast, the Unpopular Podcast, but I guess I can tell you guys here now, right? Um, because I already told Jacques and he's already had like a full week to kind of get that exclusive. But anyway, Louis reached out to me and DM'd me. And um, it was kind of random. It was after Jacqueline and Teresa made up. And he slid into my DMs. Not in like a, a dirty or a naughty way. But he like slid into the DMs. And he's like, oh, the, the meeting with Teresa and Jacqueline. It was honest and it was genuine. And I was like, oh, that's good. You know, I chatted with Jacqueline. And I'm glad that they can let the past like just kind of stay in the past. And so... He then goes into telling me, like, unprovoked, he goes into telling me about how he met Teresa and, like, writes this whole long paragraph. Listen, he seems like a really nice dude, and I've had a lot of nice things to say about him. I just did find this a little strange. He immediately, like, like, we kind of, like, wrapped up the conversation where he's like, you know, Melissa and Teresa, that was a genuine makeup, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, great, I'm glad. Let the past be the past. Good for them, right? So then he follows that up with this whole long paragraph about how he meets Teresa. How, thank you, Charmin Baby, for the super for the super stickers on YouTube. Thank you, love. And he tells me about his son, and he's telling me about his son with special needs, and how you know he's so dedicated to his son with special needs, and all of this stuff, right? Which. To me, at first, I was like, oh, well, maybe he's telling me this stuff because he knows that I have a brother with autism and, you know, I have a whole career in fundraising that I came from prior to, you know, going into podcasting full time. And I've done a lot of advocacy work and a lot of philanthropy work. And, you know, I just thought it was going to be interesting. When are you going to do Unpopular with Jacques? I was I'm literally just saying I was just on his Patreon. Um, and and we're going to do we're going to do members only podcasts or YouTube live streams together. Jacques and I beginning in March, we'll do one of them together a month, a live stream with the two of us spilling some insider tea. But um, 
Maybe that's what I'll do. Maybe our lives won't just be me, but it'll be me and like another entertainment person. And we'll like do kiki moments for members only. That would be kind of fun. And we'll talk about like our best and worst insider stories. Um, What is Louis's job? I don't know. I don't think Louis even knows. But anyway, so he goes into telling me about his son and he has this son with special needs and his son is his whole life. And like, it's a really sweet story, but it was just kind of random how he just kind of opened up with all of this. And he just kind of decided to you know, talk about this. It just, it felt very out of the blue and I was a little confused about it. And I was like, that, that's great. I'm very happy. And again, initially I thought it was because he thought he, I, I thought he knew about my connection with my brother, but it didn't, I didn't get that impression. He wasn't like, oh, I'm telling you about my connection with my son because I know about your connection with your brother. That wasn't the case. He was literally just trying to give me this like, you know, whole move on, you know, why he's such a great dude and why he loves Teresa and why him and Teresa are so great together. And listen, good for you guys. Like, I'm happy for you guys. But it was just, it was so random. And to me, it just felt like, I don't know. And then I heard that this is a rumor. This is unverified. Like, this could literally be low budget to you, right? But I did hear from another content creator that apparently there were some talks with, possibly a publicist or a PR firm about, you know, trying to get out some negative stories about Margaret Joseph's. And I know that there is a video that's been circulating about Margaret Joseph's about, uh, it was like an old video. I don't know if it was like a casting tape or a vlog or I don't know what it was, but there was one little clip where she happens to say the word tard. And she's like, what are you, a tard? And she kind of laughs about that. And obviously that was in reference to the R word. Um, and people are like, oh my God, she used a slur. And I know because people were DMing it to me. And then I got an email that almost was written like a, like a, uh, uh, like a, a publicity, like a, a, fuck, what's the word that I'm thinking of? Like a, a press release is kind of what it felt like. Like I was like, why am I getting a press release about this video? Like it just, it felt very strange and very weird. So then I was like, oh, well then hearing these rumors that, that, you know, Louie and possibly Teresa may have been like talking to some people in the PR world about trying to put a, you know, a, a, a hit on Margaret and like a, a PR hit as in like, you know, trying to drag her and slander her and make her talk, you know, make her seem like she's not that, you know, you put a hit piece out on people. Um, interesting, right? Like I was like, huh. Here is this rumor trying to make it seem like, you know, we want Margaret to look bad. Now this video is surfacing. And then we have Louis sliding into my DMs talking about how great he is and how much he loves his son with special needs. Unprovoked, totally random, out of the blue. And I'm like, I'm putting the pieces together. I'm like, something about this sounds fishy. Something about this sounds weird and not kosher. Um, So, yeah, I feel like it's a little weird. Did Tree and Margaret fall out after the wedding? I feel like there's like they're on unsteady foundation right now, Teresa and Margaret. Zach, can you give us an update on your family and the airline incident? I'm still rattled that happened to you and your family. Listen, at this point, we're kind of just like at the point where we're just like, we just want to move on and we just like don't want to think about that and don't want to look back at that. But at the same time, um, there is they're doing an internal investigation and we're giving statements and it's a, it's a whole thing and it's an ongoing thing. But like at this point, we want to just kind of move forward and just know that everybody's good. Everyone's happy. Everybody's safe now. And, you know, move forward. I think one of Louis's parents is a therapist, which is why he gets the language. I mean, possibly he's very in tune and self-aware. Have you spoke to Margaret after the events? 
Um, like a- after what events? After last year's Spilling Tea show that we did with her. Um, I believe we've had a couple, like a little bit of communication for sure. Um, possibly going to work with her again. Listen, I think Margaret's a really nice woman. I've never had an issue with her. I think Louis's been very nice to me and I don't think I've seen anything about him. I know people get like Dirty John vibes from him. It's possible, um, but I don't, I haven't seen any of that. And I just, you know, oh, I, oh, have I spoken to Margaret since the Louis DM? No, I have not spoken to Margaret since the Louis DM. Um, there just hasn't really been like a reason to chat with Margaret. Um, because I just, I don't know. To me, it was weird. I laughed so much when Louis was instructing Teresa on the phone call. Oh, when he was writing that, that out for her. I know, that's funny. Um, Kim Z foreclosure rumors. I mean, it looks like her house, like it, it looks pretty obvious. Her house is in foreclosure. And listen, I'm pretty sure if anybody's ever been in a foreclosure, you can work, even when you're in foreclosure, I believe you can still try to like work things out with the bank or whoever is foreclosing them. I haven't looked at the story that intensely because I'm like, okay, her house is being foreclosed. Like to me, it's not that juicy and scandalous. Like people have issues all the time. I think it's a little crazy that she's kind of delusional. She's like, this isn't happening. This isn't happening. And then the Bravo accounts are like posting the court documents. I'm like, not like good. But um, from what I understand, the house is clearly in foreclosure. But I think where she's coming from is like, no, we're working on it and we're making payments to like not get foreclosed. She's just going to try to Keep that house of mirrors up as long as she can. It's all smoke and mirrors at this point. Did Margaret's ex-friend ever reach out to you? Maybe. I don't know. Um, Actually, I did. I think I did briefly chat with Margaret about that when the ex-friend was coming out with all this stuff. Um, And we're both just like, okay, someone. Listen, when people have to try that hard to get a story out there, I look at them kind of fishy. They can file like chapter 13 or something to keep the house. Yeah, like to me, there's a there's a possibility that they're not going to end up losing the house. That's why I think they're like denying that they're in foreclosure. The house is clearly in foreclosure. Um, I'm loving the salt and pepper unshaved look. The salt and pepper. You can see my white hairs. You can see my salt and pepper white hairs. I actually have been like kind of loving the scruff lately. I've been letting it grow out a bit. A little fun. I let it really grow out last week, but I'm thinking maybe I'll do a little stash, a little scruff with the blonde hair. You know, just kind of butch it up a bit. You know, give my give off more of my top energy. Trust your instinct always. Yeah, my instinct is like, oh. um, Zach. What are the rumors that they pre-plan storylines? What are the rumors? I mean, I think. Uh, Rolling Stone actually just published an article about this. Someone posted on it in the um, Zach in his trade era. What is what is a trade era? What is trade? Um, Doritos bl- brunette hair. Love it. I don't love Doritos blue hair. I mean, not her blue hair. <laughs> her brunette hair. I don't love it on Doritos. I don't like when a blondie goes dark. Um, what about the rumors about pre-planned story? I mean, the Rolling Stones just published an article, which actually I was just in an article for The Advocate that I just found out was published in The Advocate's print magazine. Um, I'll find out more about that and post on my Instagram stories. But they fake storylines all the time. They create storylines all the time. And Rolling Stone kind of outlined how this is killing the Housewives franchise, that a lot of the Housewives are doing this, and it's less about showing off themselves, and it's more about deflecting on what's really going on in their lives and trying to put the heat on somebody else and trying to expose somebody. Trade equals DL. Does it? Trade trade means DL? I didn't know that. 
They all pre-planned the stories. Yeah, at this point, they all pre-planned the stories. Yeah, the airline counts on people to drop the complaints. That's why they take their time. I understand you'd rather move on. It must be, it is exhausting. And it's just like, you have to relive it. And then you had, they want you to tell your statement again. And they want you to talk, talk, talk me through it again. And, da, da, da. and the last guy I spoke with was not very nice. Like he seemed kind of helpful, but he was also just not very, he had no bedside manner. And he, I did not really enjoy speaking with him, unfortunately. Um, I agree. Yes, total deflection and it's ruining the show. Absolutely. You look good. Thanks, Brittany. Today sucks. I'm happy to be here live. Well, we're happy to have you, Linda. Welcome on in. Okay, anything else, guys, before we wrap? Any other thoughts, feelings, vibes? Dorit went dark from H to T. I don't know what that means. Um, promise trade is a compliment. No, I'm pretty sure trade is a compliment. I just don't know what it means. I, I take anything as a compliment. Oh, my God. Need to sleep. It's 3.32. Oh, my God. It's sweet. And Anna, get some rest, my love. Get some rest. We're wrapping up the live. Let me know what else you guys want to. I just tuned in. Oh, you missed the live, love. Um, yeah, anything else? Where is the puffy, luxurious lives of the early housewives? Exactly. That was fun. But I think people are like, that's boring. Blah, 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 blah. Did you get my badges? Oh, yes. LG Warrior for life. I got you. Wow, you dropped three. Whoa, the double the badges tonight. LG, what were you for life? Thank you, my love. I appreciate the love that you're giving me on the Instagram. Trade is like masculine butch vibes. Oh, okay. Okay. Am I giving masculine butch vibes? I feel like I've been saying, yeah, man. Hey, man, what's going on, dude? I've been like giving a little more butch energy. I've been bulking up at the gym. I've been like, yeah. Ooh, ooh. Look at that. Boom. Look at that muscle. Wow, look at that. That looks like impressive on that. Boom. What? Boom. Mm. Thank you, Tones, for the badges. Miami has the puffy lifestyle now. I do enjoy Miami. Miami is great. Did I miss uh, the Beverly Hills stuff? You did, Pam, but just tune back into the beginning. You can catch it all. All right, guys. Um, thoughts on Summer House. I did a whole recap of Summer House and Jersey that's now up on the YouTube and the podcast. Summer House is good. First episode was a little boring, but it's getting better. Um, and I kind of deep, deep, I go deeper into my analyzation of Kyle and Carl and the Lindsay of it all. Wow, instant boner. Boom. That was, oh, instant. I love I love giving people instant boners. I love it. I'm still waiting for my cum tribute. Um, not from you specifically, from anybody. <laughs> okay, so where do we find the Miami podcast? Go to Spotify if you want to catch my Miami recaps. We didn't have one this week because the Spotify team was all off, or the Ringer team was all off this week. Um, but every Thursday, I go on the oh it's it's the Ringer Reality TV podcast. It's called Morally Corrupt, and we do a Thursday episode and we dive into Miami. It's me and my girl Chelsea Stark Jones. So every Thursday, so go on Spotify, look up the Ringer Reality TV podcast. All podcasts on the Ringer, or sorry, all podcasts on Spotify are free, so you don't have to pay for it. All Spotify podcasts are free. So just go into the Spotify app. Look up the Ring of Reality TV podcast and you'll find me and tune in every Thursday. Um, okay, Zach, watch the South Park. Okay, I'll I'll check out the South Park bit. Thank you, Endub, for the soup sticker. Look, you guys, you guys are just like so sweet tonight. You're giving me all the love. Let me know if you're coming to the Leanne Rhymes event on Friday or if you're coming to the live podcast with Sheena and Lala on Saturday. Let me know, let me know, let me know. 
All right, guys. I love you. I appreciate you. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Um, I'm going to have a, a lovely lit weekend. I'm going to go to, I'm going to have lunch at Bottega Louie tomorrow. And then I'm going to go to the Leon Rhymes event. And then I'm going to go to dinner afterwards. And then on Saturday, look at me. I'm just like a social butterfly. Saturday, I have the, the, the row with the thing. Buy Platinum Blondies. Yay. We love the Platinum Blondies. Even if you're not a blondie up top, I know you're a blondie in your heart. So... All the platinum blondies. We love it. Oh, oh, we got vatches. Vani with the vat. Oh, sorry. Not with the vatches. Vani with the badges. Love your wings, boo. Oh, spread your wings. I was like, my wings? Like my under... Listen, when you lose weight, you have wings. This happens. I thought you were talking about my wings, but you said spread my wings. <laughs> spread my wings like an eagle. Uh, how to buy your wine. Nofilterwine.com. Um, but I, we... We, I believe, are currently we're sold out at the moment. Um, but the wine is always going to be available at nofilterwine.com. I'll be here in Toronto in a snowstorm. Oh my god, it's snowing in Pasadena right now. It's snowing in Los Angeles, hailing and everything. And somebody still has their fucking Christmas tree out. It's it's June, and she still has her fucking Christmas tree. Thank you, LG Warrior. Okay, guys, let me know if I'm going to see you on Friday or Saturday, and I will chat with you later. Later, skater. Bye, 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 bye.